Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm going to talk about time travel. It's very easy to do. You do it mentally. You can jump into the future body of yourself and kind of look around. Take a look around at what you see. And if you keep looking and you look very hard at the trends of this dystopian future that we're headed to, or maybe not, it's all dependent on your level of oxygen, of course, but let's just say that you are worried about a dystopian future of, of your own life, a dystopian future of the world, and you need to avert it. You, need, you, are, you, you will look at it, and you will, when you get into your future and you see a dystopian future, if you see a future that you don't want, then you can effectively change places with that person. Yes, the person in the future that is you in that future. If you go there and look around mentally, if you sit down and you just think about what your future will be, you can actually arrive there because what you conceive of will be one possibility. It won't be all of them. It'll usually be the most dire. A lot of the times, unless you can really gain the soul strength to be picturing great futures, which is another thing we're going to talk about. But right now we're on the level of learning the, the skill. And you can't start creating futures until you learn the skill of, one, you can, you can with your energy and vigor, project yourself into your older self and get things done and solve that universe so you can kind of switch places with your future self while your future self can come back here, overwrite your consciousness here, and with its futuristic understanding and its futuristic hindsight looking down upon you, almost like a God's eye. You just, you know, if you make every action, and the way you implement this is by making every action something that your future self would decide to do and would think that was a brilliant thing to do given the circumstances. Your future self is a wholly different perspective than you and your present body. Those kind of decisions you get make on rashness, on just the feeling in the moment, on how you, you just don't want to feel this way in a certain way, so you do this. When you look at it from your future self's perspective, you can understand, like, you can't be sitting around fucking watching TV all day. You can't be um, just wasting your time. Your future self is looking down upon you and just being like, what are you doing? Why did you waste all this time? Your future self has less time than you do, much less. At least he thinks he does. If it's, we're under the traditional concept of mind, which most people believe that as they get older, they have less energy and that they're losing power. It's all an illusion, believe me. It was inculcated um, to, uh, I, think, I think actually by the earth itself, uh, to protect itself um, from humans. Uh, humans who were immortal would, would, would devastate this planet. So there's not going to be a general consensus about immortality until we are good to the planet again. And uh, that's going to that's gonna take a long time with all the junk that we produce. Unless we can start making planets out of junk. You know, maybe we should just start making new planets. Uh, that's my – because that's actually what we do in the future. We 
we harness, we take all this plastic and all this junk and we actually terraform it into a, a planet and we send it into space. And, it, and a lot of, a lot of um, alien uh, species do this with their trash. And, you know, we're just learning it now, but eventually all our trash is going to become planetary material. And it's, it's, it's sad that it has to wait. We have to wait so long and junk up this earth for so long before we do it. Now, your contact with your future self and the future dystopian world of the environment, those two things together, you're going to see that you're, you're not going to be in good shape and the environment's not going to be in good shape. You can kind of take those perspectives and bring them back here. And so what would your future self who, if you were to just keep on what you were doing and just kind of being the lazy slob that you are, and let's face it, all of us have lazy slobs inside of us. If you were to do that, your future self would be quite upset. And you know what? If you don't have this perspective, if you don't make this mental exercise, guess what? That's where you're headed. And your future self has no say in it whatsoever. But here you give your future self a say. Because you're and, – and remember, I told you how to get there. You get there by picturing yourself in the future. What, what do you see? What will you be doing? Don't be wishful about it. What do you think would happen if you just continued the way you were doing things and didn't take charge on a certain level in the way that your future self would if he had control of your body? Because guess what? The more you project yourself out into the future, and this is not something you should do unconsciously. Remember the last shows. This is something you do consciously. You consciously think about the future. Don't think about so much what your dystopian future will be because that kind of drives you there. It will flash in your head. It will make you it will make you just think for a second what your future self would want you to do in these moments. And that will transform you into your future self. Meanwhile, your future self for whatever dystopian future you find yourself in where you didn't there are those there are those possibilities where you did not take the initiative, where you did not think about what your future self would want. And those futures aren't so great. Future self that you want back here to fix, to fix that possibility. And you can transfer yourself to that possibility with your energy and your sight and your confidence, which has been beaten out of your future self in the dystopian world. And you can take charge of that world and bring it from the brink. Even though we're on the brink now, in your future dystopian world, we're obviously on the brink much, much more. And you are too, personally. You know, you're, you've probably let your body age. You've probably forgotten about all the ideas that immortality is a myth. You just, you started believing in death again. And so you just felt like, yes, I should be deteriorating. I should be getting fatter. I should be, my metabolism should be slowing down. None of these things are true. None are true. <laughs> it's, it's inculcation. Um, you know, we're the only animal that believes that we can, that we have to die. Yes, it's hard to find an immortal animal, an immortal human. But I suspect that if there were one around, and I, I do suspect there are, that they're not going to advertise it, you know. It's not worth it because they'll just tear you apart trying to figure out the fountain of youth 
when really it has to be a core calmness inside of you. There's no substitute. You can't take a pill for this. You cannot, like, try to um, exercise your way into it. You cannot try to meditate your way into it. You have to walk into it. You have to walk into it with the idea that the only thing that matters is being calm and being happy. Everything else follows from that. People are, like, seeking that. They're trying to, like, beat everybody and punch everybody in the face to get to that. It's like, no, you have to get there first. If you don't get there first, you're fucked. So how do you get there? How do you get to bliss before anything? You have to fucking walk into it by getting rid of non-directed thinking. It's happening. You know, I, I just did a show on this a few days ago. Non-directed thinking. That's all I did for the last couple of days. Anyway, it's not something that even people who know about it can really stop completely. But you have to be on top of it. You have to be so disciplined. And then you'll feel the bliss start to rise up. The bliss will just fill your body in the absence of non-directed thought. Somebody, um, a friend, a new friend of mine, um, sent me a message about a, a mouse on a wheel, picturing a mouse on the wheel and then the wheel and the mouse disappearing, something like that, or the, or the mouse um, jumping off the wheel. Just a way to get your mind on something that isn't what your mind is on, which is usually just your unconscious thoughts. Any, any kind of mechanism that you can come up with to picture uh, is a good thing to picture. I mean, picture like a stage um, curtain opening up and there just being like this black blackness inside and you just kind of go into there. And it's not like it's a comforting blackness, but it's just like just keep picturing the something opening and you walking into it because that's what's happening. You're walking into the now. You're walking into this new, awesome reality. Think about it like this. If you were actually in a virtual reality space, would you be thinking about the space outside as you're interacting with it? I mean, that would just be foolish, right? You would be, it would be better for you to just be in the virtual reality. I mean, you're in it. Why try to fight it? And yet that's what everybody's doing. They're kind of, as they're letting their unconscious thinking occur, they're fighting what's happening now. They're fighting it. They're, they're competing for mind presence with it. And it's like, it's the instant way to, to be non-blissful is just to let your thoughts run. They just, they poison you. They poison every cell in your body. So this is like worse than cancer. This is worse than anything. This is the reason why everybody's aging and dying. <laughs> it's like grinding gears on themselves. It's like you have a gear against another gear. Eventually there's just raw, nothing, no catch, nothing, just helplessness. It's, it's, it's torture what you're doing. You're, if you allow your mind to work without your intention, you're torturing yourself daily. And you're torturing others too, because to the extent that you're tortured, you're going to torture. This misery loves to torture. 
Misery loves company. Misery loves to create itself in others. Remember that when you deal with somebody who's negative, okay, they are miserable in that moment. They've been miserable. Negativity is spawned by non-blissfulness. It's spawned by letting people letting their minds just float. And they get enraged, and they become monsters of rage. And you cannot – there's no way of dealing with them on a way that's not basically like slapping them in the face on some level. And that's like – turns you negative. You, that's, that's the fucking um, contagion of negativity that we're talking about here. It's very easy to get, to get contagious by it. It's like <laughs> contagious. <laughs> you will catch negativity like that and you won't be able to even know it's like a fucking zombie bite and it instantly pushes you out of bliss but you just have to see the process at work negativity comes in front of you boom pushed out of bliss get back into bliss by just banishing it just being like no disengage from it it's not you disengage from it completely you are a blissful person you have to be a blissful person otherwise there's no point to living anyway too you know i understand people who want to commit suicide if they're not blissful all the time it's like what why are you living just to live pain why are you living just to have horrible anxieties it's, it's not worth it believe me, it's not and guess what you won't be for long because your body won't take it your molecules won't take it they'll just be, they'll, they, they will separate because they're sick of you they're sick of your whining mind that they have to fucking feel every day for 80 years. So 80 years from now, it's just like we're done. Unless you banish the shit and get bliss washing through your body. And the only way to wash it through your body is to shut down the thinking just be like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I mean, I don't know what the fuck you got to do, but you got to make sure that this mind is only being used when you're directing. Now you have anxieties. They're like reminders. They're like lights on a dashboard. They're like, hey, you need to think about this, but not five times, not a hundred times, not every second, every fucking hour of the day, right? You have a problem. You can deal with it. You just have to set aside some time to do it. And you can make an appointment for yourself. And it doesn't have to be uh, – It doesn't. you can do it now. You, you're like you have anxiety, right, it's about something. You're like, okay, I'm going to take 10 minutes, and I'm going to think right now about it for 10 minutes. I'm going to think, 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 put my timer on, and then when 10 minutes are up, I'm done. And you're going to come up with some kind of solution. You're going to write it on some piece of paper. You take a mental note, whatever it is. It will bring you a little bit further along in the problem. It will give you the next step. Everything is about steps when you're having to deal with some problem, right? And the problem is, is there's so many steps that you want to push it out of your mind and then just feel the anxiety of the problem all day long. And if you're just making progress on your problem, quote unquote, your mind will be tremendously satisfied with that. And so you have to do that. You have to do make time to think about your problems. There's, you, know, you can't just live your life completely without thinking about those things. It's just that they can't be undirected thinking. They can't be thinking that is just 
floating around in your mind as you're doing other stuff and focused on other things. No. That has to be fucking erased. And, like, it's just a bad habit of the mind. It's not hard to erase it. It's a bad habit of the mind. And it comes about because you just you, – you get a little tired and you just start reverting to it. And, and it's you, you don't know that you're there until you start feeling, like, kind of, like, not in bliss anymore. <laughs> that's, that's the light on the dashboard for that process. It's just if you don't feel like, like you're basically on MDMA all the time, then something's wrong. Um, and you need to fix it. And I know MDMA is a little strong example, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, if you don't feel happy and elated to be alive, then you're letting your thoughts run away with your mind. And your mind is, become, is being bathed in negativity and anxiety because of it. And of course, that mind is not going to be happy. It's not going to ever see a way out of unhappiness. It never will. Um, it, it will just constantly think that that's just the reality and that's the matrix i mean this new movie remake is coming out but that's the matrix is negativity the matrix is the mind clouded with past and future thoughts that are undirected anxieties negative thinking just sadness and sadness and feeling like the the world is going to you know, crash down on you and just feeling like you're not doing what you should be doing. Like all these little tiny thoughts you have in your mind, they can be attended to consciously, but they can never be attended to unconsciously. So they have to be just erased when you're not consciously thinking about them. You And be very disciplined about thinking about them because, and that's how you do it. That's how you, by making a, a like a, like a five minute period, seriously, it only has to be five minutes, I think. For most problems, to get to one to the next step that you just need to accomplish, it's 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 a matter of action, right? You need to know what the next step is. This is the next step, and then you just figure out what that step is, and then you know that that's what you have to do. And then you can, when you get that step done, you can think for five minutes for the next step. But this constant anxiety about a problem, about not knowing what to do, hey, you can only take one step at a time. So. What's your next step? You thought of it, move on, and no more anxiety. All right? So try this. Try to be just proactive about your mind. Ask yourself, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Just keep asking yourself that question as you're taking your deep breaths. What's on my mind now? What am I thinking of now? What am I thinking of now? It's, and it should create enough space for you to understand that you were thinking about something before and it wasn't your intention to think about those things. You're just interrupting that, that flow of, of shit that comes on uh, every time we're just kind of wandering around looking at things in, the, in life. Our mind is working in a way that, that is affecting us emotionally. Now, it's still going to work. You're still going to have processes going through. There's, you can't completely stop it, but you can stop the real emotional stuff. Being very, trying to keep your mind in the present as much as you can. Anyway, I kind of went um, a little bit of tangent from the time travel thing, but the time travel thing allows you, when you use these focus periods of thought, it allows you to project yourself into the future. Now, you can project yourself into the future where you are massively successful. 
that's another way to do this is where you're just like, and you, and then you ask yourself in that massively successful place that you're in, in both body and mind and the earth. Like, how did you get here? How did you make this come about? And that person will be like, well, why don't you just let me replace you? And I'll do all the things that you needed to do. And you have that guy's mind. You have the mind of your most successful self. And he is there and he's just like this, he did that, it was easy, you kept yourself calm, kept yourself happy. You listened to the lectures of Fallen Wisdom, which you wrote. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Thanks anyway for writing them. I'm reading them back to you. But the thing is, is you wrote these. I didn't write them. I found them. Like, I'm like the guy, I'm like uh, Brigham Young. I, I found the tablet and then the tablet disappeared, you know. But, but, but I, I, these things are true. You know they're true in your bones. You know that bliss can't come through meditation. Like, you know that bliss can't come through money. You know bliss can't, you know bliss can't come through any external factor, anything you do. It has to be in your mind, and you have to arrive at it before anything. It has to be the precondition to life, not the thing you're seeking. And once you realize that and you understand, look, I'm only going to be able to get there if I just shut my mind up. I'm a naturally blissful. Your mind is naturally blissful. It just needs those minds. It needs those thoughts swept out. It needs them gone. It needs you to be focused on the present and, like, happy. And that, the happiness is the absence of, of, of um, random thinking. So you just – it's so quick, right? You just it's just just work on that like nothing else, breathing and like stopping your thinking unless it's intentional. If you, if you want to stop and think about some anxiety for five minutes to just come with, up with the next step to, to sweep it out, then do that. But if you if you, you don't need to do that, once you, if you have the next step in your mind, you can be like, well, why am I – Having anxiety about that thing, I have the next step, in. so that's gone. So that's the idea, that you come up with the next step of any problem that you're dealing with. Your mind knows there's the next step has been planned. There's nothing to have anxiety about anymore. You, it, anxiety is only defeating you if you're second-guessing your next step. Think about it for five minutes more. Think about a better next step. All you have is next steps in every fucking problem. So that's a little bit about how you're dealing with these anxieties as they come. Think about them consciously for five minutes, each one individually, instead of like all randomly like hitting you and just freaking you out and feeling you over, like you're overwhelmed. Like think about each one individually and then knock out your next steps and then fucking sweep them out. Anyway, I'm going to talk more about this because this time travel thing is very important. Because without this bliss state, you time travel thing. The time travel thing comes in the bliss state. Then you can kind of project yourself into your best future. Now, I think you can also do some of that in your non-bliss state. So I'm talking to both people in this lecture here because there's a lot of people that aren't in their bliss state, and that's fine. But, and you can kind of get out of it if you, if you bring your future self back here. Why? Because you're... Your future self probably has figured this out. This is like the thing that people do figure out with age. They just start to let go of things, and they're just happier in old age because just, there's the pressure of like 
trying to get things done is not there. And so they kind of feel like a little bit more blissed out than they did when they were younger. But don't let it get to that point where you're just like, well, what's the point? You know, that's that's why I'm not so upset anymore. It's because there's no point. You don't want to get to that. But no matter where you are in your future self, in the most dystopian version or the most positive one, there's a, there's a wisdom there. There's a calmness that you need to bring here. But if you go in your bliss state, you go to your best future and you get all the answers about what you need to do and you do them blissfully. Each and, and, and your future self will be like, look, I took a number of steps to get to where I'm at. And here's the first, here's the next step you've got to do. And your future self is very smart. Anyway, thanks for listening.